Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special edition, special episode of Bleeding Blue, one that has been uh, a coming for a long time now, because it's been a few weeks since you've heard from us. Some things have happened, some major updates, some major announcements uh, need to be announced to all of you. So without further ado, David, what are we going to do? We're going to bleed blue. So yes, welcome back. This is a podcast called Bleeding Blue. We are Bleeding Blue for the New York Football Giants, except except we have some major announcements and we have some fun uh, things. That, and you know what? This is honestly, we're all just kind of winging it right now. We're all just kind of winging it where we've, yeah. we've talked tentatively about what we want this podcast to be. Um, we've talked tentatively about where we want to go and where we all want to go. But right now we're going to be winging it and we're going to be figuring it out as we all go. So my regular co-host, David, is here david double underscore palace on twitter david how are you doing today i'm well my friend how are you good 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 wait i have to play a drop associated with everybody that's here we're conference bitch what the fuck you talking oh my god (laughs) there you go that's your drop perfect that's your drop (laughs) we also have here as you heard him coughing in the background nikki snacks if you are a long time bleeding blue listener if you're a first time bleeding blue listener i want to thank you for being here since justin's had a little influx of followers lately um so we may have some first time bleeding blue listeners oh my god (laughs) i know i'm a i'm I'm an asshole i'm the best do a favor and be a little more annoying as this podcast goes on yeah, well, it's only it's only two minutes in, and I'm already super fucking annoying. Um, but yes, Nikki Snacks, if you are a longtime Bleeding Blue listener, you know who Nikki Snacks is. We had him on over the summer to talk all about fantasy football. We had him on after the Patriots game, after that Thursday night game, and I think we stayed up really late, yes. either that Thursday night or that Friday night to record. Friday. And Snacks is a very emotional, emotional human being. Here's his drop that he gets today. You do Viagra too? <laughs> so uh, Snacks, uh, how you doing today? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm soft. Uh, uh, see, see what I did there? Um, yeah, I thought that was good, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Uh, as always, I love this podcast and I really love that intro music. It makes me bop my head like there's no tomorrow. So doing great. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so if you, if you haven't heard and if you've been living under a rock, we, uh, we recently have had some uh, major changes to, to the podcast. Um, I, I have moved uh, Justin Panic and Bleeding Blue. Uh, they've, we've moved over our full-time operations over to John Boy Media, and I've made the, the move over to Talking Giants to be the new full-time co-host over there. Um, so that's a major announcement, and that's why you haven't heard from us uh, basically since Pat Shermer was fired. Yeah, fuck him. Mm-hmm. Was it was did we have the did we have an episode right after Pat Shermer was fired? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the last time you heard from us, and then after that point and after that week, that's when the move over to John Boy Media was made. Just to preface, um, this podcast initially was both a Yankees and a Giants podcast, and partially why I wanted to make it both the Yankees and a Giants podcast, and why I 
actually started podcasting is because of John Boy, uh, Jake, and Talking Yanks and what they were doing over there before they were even John Boy Media when they just had their Talking Yanks podcast. I left a voicemail in like November, no, December of 2017. And John Boy was like, you know, just commenting on this caller's tone and presence. He said that, you know, he, he said, I crushed it. So I was like, oh, from, from then I'm like, oh, I can do this shit too. So it, June of 2018, started Bleeding Blue, started with a lot of Yankee episodes because obviously June, it's, it's summer, baseball's going on. Uh, and then once the Giants started heating up, did some Giants and Yankees episodes. Yankees were in the middle of, uh, that was the 2018 that was in the middle of, I think the Astros won that year. No, that was 2017. Who won in 2018? The Red Sox. We don't talk about that. The Red Sox won that year. We don't want to talk. We don't talk about that. But I'm giving context. Giving context. It was that was it was it was a lot of fun trying. Basically, it was a lot of fun trying to figure out podcasting while doing two different teams, which isn't the smartest thing to do, by the way. If you're if you're if you're looking into getting into podcasting, pick one team. It's tough. But if you really want to be successful and you really want to have you know people that kind of follow you, do one team. It's just better to do one team. But I was doing two, and that was a lot of fun. We were doing it with a bunch of people. I was doing it with David. I was doing it with Michael Boker. I was doing it with Renato, Rod- Renato Rodriguez, Brett Wiley. Um, Jimmy Kroll was thrown in there too. So I had a lot of people that helped me out, a lot of people that made Bleeding Blue the thing that it was. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, but it's not ending. This episode is not to say that Bleeding Blue is ending. I've talked enough. David, do you want to speak on behalf of what Bleeding Blue has meant to you? Oh, Justin, you're going to get me in my feels here. Well, I mean, yeah, Justin, when did I when did I start when did I start recording with you? Full like full time. Very early, very early, early in the 2018 season. Yeah, I would for say the Giants. Probably, probably somewhere around like what episode episode 25 maybe episode 30 mm-hmm. somewhere around there. We got we're up to we got up to what nine almost 100. I know that. Yeah, I, I think Justin and I both we're we're very passionate fans, and and I think both of us were and obviously Nikki, I I you are too, but I'm just speaking on on who we've you know on us doing this podcast consistently. Of course, um, of course. we kind of wear our emotions on our sleeves when it comes to this team. I think I do think this podcast has helped me take my take my emotions and make them more analytical, which has been really nice. Rather than just like screaming at the TV for three hours, I actually I, I I'm like screaming at the TV for a reason. That's great. Yeah, but I, I just think the the interaction that we've gotten as we've grown uh, through from last season, the off season especially, we really I think uh, really hit our stride in the off season coming into this year, and just kind of what we've been able to do in a relatively short period of time. Um, obviously, I, I need to give a lot of the credit to Justin. He, he put all, really all the editing work in and the producing work in um, and, and always kind of had a good plan for our show. And I just kind of worked in around it and he allowed me to fit like that puzzle piece that we needed. And I, I think we worked really well, you and I. I know you're 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 going to be going and doing very very good things. You already you already started doing good things over um, on Talking Giants, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to not end Bleeding Blue. Um, it's not done. It's just going to take a slightly different uh, uh, a different path with some different people, which is going to be really exciting. I'm I'm excited to keep the keep the community that we've built and the interactions that we've that we've gotten going uh, on Twitter. I'm excited to keep them going. Um, and to keep growing this, uh, because when I, th- I think we do very important work, I think we do very good work, and it's work that a that a a fan base rooting for a bad team needs. 
Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. What what has kept me going and what has kept me in this podcasting business slash podcasting game, if you wanna if you wanna call it, what's kept me going isn't the fact that the New York Football Giants are a fun team to cover. They're not. <laughs> what's what's kept me going is I say it over and over and over again, both privately and I guess maybe not necessarily publicly, because I don't want to give a I don't want to give the blueprint to our success away here, David and Snacks. But th- it's the community. It it honestly is community that you're trying to build of people that they want to spend time with you. Because because li- I mean, li- listen when 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 you click on this podcast and when you click on our stuff, especially I mean, especially a podcast, not even just liking a tweet. Because I mean, you can like a tweet. You don't you can accidentally like a tweet. Uh, and then not even notice it and then move on with your day. It's very tough to accidentally click on a podcast and then accidentally listen to someone talk for about 55 minutes to an hour. So really, you are spending time with us, and we cannot thank you enough for spending time with us and feeling like you're in the room with us because that's something that David and I have always strived to do. And the reason why we why we've gravitated towards Snacks is because Snacks has had this overall same pretty much same goal when he does with his work with BDGE Big Dogs Got to Eat Fantasy Football brand and the Fade the Public podcast. I mean, he we've connected through this overall goal of why we do what we do is to build community. So Snacks, uh, maybe if you want to talk about. That, if you want to talk about maybe that about that aspect of podcasting, uh, that aspect of why maybe we have been so drawn together and why we've built such an incredible friendship, something that you know was built through not even face to face interaction to start at least. No, no, I don't think we met for the first time until yeah what? this season because we started talking like September? spring home opener. The first time that we really talked was the was the episode where David and I did uh the the town hall the town hall that's right and that's how i kind of discovered you guys i think i i wrote out a question and i had curse words in it and everything and it was really like a a forceful nasty question um not towards you guys just it kind of expressed my frustration with the current state of our miserable football team and um from there i was a regular listener every episode loved you guys and um, you know, as I do my, as you said, my fantasy podcast myself, and it is a lot of fun. The interaction, honestly, the interaction with everybody online is really, it's the best. Cause like we were, everybody's a stranger, you know, like you have, you have people that want to hate on you, want to bust your balls. And then you got loyal supporters who, you know, pretty much live and die with, with you and, and what you say. So it's, it's really that, that human element with with having a passion, what you're doing and interaction that to me is just, it's special and it's, it's awesome. And, um, I thank you guys. So, you know, you really, really from, from the start of me listening to you guys made me a better podcaster and a, I don't want to say a better fan because <laughs> I'm a terrible fan. Uh, literally probably the worst kind of fan. Tell us about world. your, uh, the letters that you write to John Mara and then tell us about the editor that you send it, that you send them to. Yes. Um, so I'll start by saying Justin edits my letters to John Mara and I write John Mara a lot of letters. I wrote him about probably six or seven in the in the span of uh, a month <laughs> and a half. Um, and I write them because I know he I know he reads them. I know he re- I have framed in my room sitting next to me a letter from John Mara from two years, three years ago. So he reads them. But 
I don't blame him for not writing back. Justin, you know, I, I instead of Mr. Mara, I call him John. And then I, I literally start these letters at, Dear John, I refuse to call you Mr. Mara because that would show a sign of respect <laughs> and I have none for you. So just like stuff great, like that. It's, it's a great way to catch someone's attention to, 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 to get a point across. Exactly. Oh, right away. Right away. I tell him I, if I saw you, I'd spit on you. Just like stuff like that. I call him a coward. I really don't know how this man has not written me back, like banning me from the stadium. I don't. Well, technically, I no are you idea banned how. from the stadium already? No idea. Well, technically I am, yes. But, but, but I yeah. still go, you know, I still go. Doesn't matter. They ain't, they ain't stopping me. For some reason, I still attend that shithole stadium for that shithole team. And he'd probably be doing me a favor if he <laughs> gave me a legitimate ban. But he hasn't. So I'm going to keep writing. Amen. Amen. I, g- writing. I, gave a, I gave an edit one time. I think my favorite edit was you brought up Alec Ogletree in one of your letters. And I included the note that Alec Ogletree has like the most missed tackles out of any linebacker in the entire league like these last couple of years. And if, <laughs> as we all know. I've always had this uh, burning passion of a hatred for Alec Ogletree, partially because, and again, this is all stemming off of this idea mm-hmm. of community. This is all, I, I, I don't hate Alec Ogletree as a person. And I really, I could I care. Oh, wow. <laughs> I could care. I could care less about him as a football player. If for the fact that Giants Twitter this summer was not so eager to defend him. So again, all of these things and all of the people that we interact with online and all the people that, you know, we we and we we all analyze the game together, we all analyze players together. People's input and people's opinions of Al Golgotry before this football season made my hatred even stronger for him. Partially, Justin, because you are one of the pettiest people I know. Mm, true. You are very petty. True. True. So, yes. so uh, <clears throat> listeners of Bleeding Blue or of Talking Giants or just a, a fan of Justin alone, if you ever really want to like affect how Justin watches the game, just be really, really petty with him, and he will be really petty back. Tell me running the ball really, really matters a lot more than it actually does. <laughs> hey, Justin, guess what? <laughs> and you will affect my mood single-handedly. Hey, Justin. What, David? I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look at the teams that are still in the playoffs. Oh, are we really about to get into oh, this? Boy. And oh, I boy. want you to tell me that the Giants could not follow one of those blueprints. No, they can't. Why not? Not with Nate Solder on this football team. Not with John Jalapio on this football team. Not with uh, Evan Ingram, a guy who can't even set the edge. I mean, maybe Caden Fuck Smith him. can do it, but he's got it. He's got to. He's definitely got to grow in that ability. He can't set the edge like a guy like a uh, Kittle can do, like Kelsey can do. Did I say this season, Justin? I didn't say oh, this season. Well, well, all right, yeah, the fifty fucking years from you got to build a team. It's called building a team, Justin. You got to build a team at some point, and and you got to know why you're building it and how you're building it. But does does our general manager know what he's doing? This is where you get David triggered. I believe that he does. Yep, it's know. just people don't like his answer. What he said last week, or was it a week and a half ago? Now I don't I don't remember about about teams in the playoffs. It was, it was and, after the judge press. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. The way he said it was um, very tactful, but his point's not wrong. See, I, I do agree with that. Everybody was ripping him, and I think what he was trying to say, and I think he does this a lot, is he's trying to make a point, and it just doesn't come off as educated. And with the shit he's said in the past and the terrible moves he's made, he doesn't really get the benefit he, of the yes, doubt. It's kind of absolutely. a punchline at this point. So, you know. 
the way you say things is going to get interpreted, interpreted, and that's why you, you know, make an answer. He's a lot easier. He's a lot easier to to get on than he is to defend, based on what he said in the past. I get that, but that being said, um, there's nothing wrong with trying to be a team, a run first, a run first team. Well, it's not. It's not the fact that you're running the ball first, and even the Tennessee Titans, the week that they played the Baltimore Ravens. They had somewhat early success passing the ball, but then just as time went on, Derrick Henry would get the ball, get the ball, get the ball. So the fact of the matter is where the Giants' weaknesses as a football team is getting down early. They got off, They were terrible at getting off the fast starts, and their defense certainly didn't help them either. Compare this to the Tennessee Titans. Compare this to other teams that are successful in doing the San Francisco 49ers. We can even say the green. I don't want to put the green Bay Packers in this category because they're like a weird, they're a weird team with they're getting average quarterback play right now. And they're performing well, they're despite getting average quarterback play. They're a fraud. Wow. I, I agree. I agree, David. I think they're going to, I we're full disclosure. I think we're, we're recording this before the games are going to be playing today. So I do think the Packers are absolutely going to get demolished today. And that's not just because they got demolished earlier this season. Because with the four against 49ers, I really do think they're going to get demolished. But neither here nor there. When you get up early and when you're winning late in football games, when you're winning in the second half of football games, you're going to be running the ball a lot. Guess what? Good football teams. Good football teams, David. Run the ball because they're winning. Bad football teams throw the ball because they're losing. And that guess what? Dave Gettleman said the same thing, basically. And he's not wrong. But the value that people place on running the ball, it's it's lunacy, oh, lunacy. And I'm not talking gosh. about football teams. I'm talking about fans who study this game, fans that are in my fucking mentions. When I'm when all I'm trying to say is passing the ball is, is a much more efficient and better way to move the football in today's game. And they're in my mentions acting like I'm fucking saying that rushing the ball does not matter. That's all that I'm saying. And you cannot deny that. Watch me. <laughs> I really don't care about quote unquote today's game. Today's game is whatever you want it to be. It's a passing league. It, no, it's a, it's only a passing league. <laughs> it, no, it's a, no, it's only it's a passing league because the majority of the teams in the NFL can throw the ball or are better at throwing the ball than they are at running the ball because running the ball is hard. Would you agree with that? Yes. There's nothing about there's nothing about the league as a whole that makes it a quote unquote passing league. If you have a team that is better at running the football, who has a better, who, who is better up front, has a better running back than they have receivers and quarterback, you are a running football team. In that case, running the ball is a better is is more efficient for your team. You know who else is a running team? The Washington Football Club. Yeah, but are they good at it? Are they actually are are they actually is that a sustainable way for them for them to win? No. That's why they don't. That's why they don't win football games. Well, they also the Tennessee don't have Titans. Good, they also don't have good efficient quarterback play. When you're going to bring up the Tennessee Titans, right. That Ryan Tannehill, they're just inefficient. Ryan Tannehill has been one of the has been one of the most efficient and effective quarterbacks in the National Football League in the second half of 2019. Do not tell me that this team with ten would he be as efficient if they didn't run the ball at the at the level they are able to run the ball at? He wouldn't be. He wasn't in Miami. How come they couldn't do it with Marcus Mariota then? Now, Mark, Marcus Mariota would was not playing at as high a level as Ryan Tannehill. I'm not saying that you. He's all, I, he's also a different quarterback too. 
yeah, their their offense changes a bit. I think uh, at least their their passing offense changes yeah, a bit I with Tannehill. So but my point has never been you don't need you don't need solid quarterback play to run the football. I think you absolutely need solid quarterback play to run the football. But the Titans have kind of taken teams like the Titans, and I would probably for a large portion of the season throw the 49ers in there. I would throw them for a large portion of the season. I would throw the Minnesota Vikings in there. Love the Vikings. Uh, no, I know you do, and I and I do too. We we both do. I'm not saying that you do not need a quarterback playing at a high level to run the football, but you can do both at the same time. You you a running game can create your passing game, whereas it seems to me like everybody in any fan believes you need a passing game to create a running game, and you don't. You need a you you need you need both at the same time. A running game can create your passing game, but the Titans have taken this idea that you can only run if you are throwing for four hundred yards a game, and you, oh, you only no, and, run and again, when you're, you're winning at the people, end of the game. And they flip it on their head. People overemphasize the importance of yards. Who fucking cares? If, I don't care if I have yeah. 450 yards obviously we look at daniel jones's game against washington we're like oh yeah he's the first rookie ever to have 350 passing yards and five touchdowns in a single game first rookie to ever do that but you want to know what you know we look at a game like i don't know let's look at a game like the green bay packers game where yes even though daniel jones had some of his worst throws and his interceptions were some of his worst interceptions that entire season Daniel Jones was extremely, extremely effective throwing the football that game. So there's context to everything, David. There's apps, and I and I think you would agree to that. And I think we 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 are both kind of saying the same thing in that regard, where there's context to everything. And that's something that I've unfortunately learned as people have gotten in my mentions, and I've said kind of blank. You know, Twitter unfortunately doesn't allow you to elaborate much further than what kind of like what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So you sometimes have to say these blanket statements, and then you get attacked and you get nitpicked from there. That's the thing that sucks about Twitter. Um, but neither here nor there yards aren't always created equally. That's my point. And that, and Ryan Tannehill has showed exactly that, that just because he's not a quarterback coming out here and he's gunslinging it, he's when he's passing the ball, he's throwing it for first downs. He's keeping the team moving down the field. And if anything, if anything, and here's people are undervaluing the role that Ryan Tannehill has played on this Tennessee Titans team because of the fact that his arm and his performance has helped put the team in a much better spot to win than Derrick Henry's legs. What Derrick Henry's legs do? Oh fuck! Can hell. you let me finish my point? What Derrick Henry's <sighs> What Derrick Henry's legs do? They help the team keep a lead. They help the team win the game. Ryan Tannehill, in his arm, helps the team get a lead and put them in the in the best position to win. Snacks, we haven't heard from you in a while. Where do you stand on this? I actually, it's funny because Derrick Henry's rushed for about 700 yards this postseason, maybe maybe 800, maybe 1,000 in two games, but he scored one touchdown. Like, yes, he is, he is sustain, helping sustain these drives, but the biggest plays for the Titans' offense has come from Tannehill's arm. It was the game clincher in New England when he threw the out pass at a tight end. It was the two touchdown passes against Baltimore. Like, he is scoring these points. Derrick Henry is you know, probably keeping the defense on their toes, which makes it easier. So probably to Justin's or to David's point where running the football helps the passing game. Derrick Henry's legs are making it much easier for Tennessee and 
Ryan Tannehill to make these big plays in the passing game. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence. And the whole Twitter thing, I've had people tell me that the Giants should take a play, uh, take a, a page out of the Titans playbook and just run Barkley yeah. up the middle all game, which is the stupidest thing I could, I could ever hear in my life because, one, they're two completely different running backs, and two, the offense line is completely different. So I don't think there's an emulating of both systems. So I don't know. It, it's all so interchangeable to me. And I, if you could run the ball and you could pass the ball, then you're probably a decent football that's team. That's not a Am hot I take. And I, and I simply think that's what David said. David's saying if you can run the ball and if you can pass the ball, <laughs> you're a good football team, which I don't think that, that's a hot take. You're a good football and team. I, and I think I don't think it's that big of a hot take. To take my to take my point a little bit further though. It is very very rare to find a team that can run the ball very well that and that passes the ball at a somewhat decent rate. If you have a team that, that runs the ball well and and throws the ball efficiently, that team is usually going to be better, just overall better than a team that can right. throw the ball all over the yard and can't run. Well, I'll tell you what. I hope the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely dick the Tennessee Titans today because guess what? I want to be right. There you go. Well, you're going to be wrong. Well, I want to be right. Well, I, I, that's true. One, 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 is, one is, is going to be right. That's true. I look forward now, to it. Now, this one game isn't going to totally prove. Oh, one game no. isn't going to totally prove this not. narrative. But honestly, no. like moral victory it will, will be um, Chiefs win. Passing fucking matters. Mahomes is fucking king. And Derrick Henry in front of the ball can... Can um I don't want to say suck my left nut, but you know here we are. Yeesh, yeesh. I got I got no filter on me now. I got no filter on me now. Um, hey, let's uh how everybody let's let's take a break. Let's take our like our second ever commercial break. Uh, bleeding blue history, and then we're gonna get into more of talking about the future of the show. Um, I want to kind of give a layout on what bleeding blue is going to be for in the future. Maybe we'll talk about Jason Garrett. I'll let you two talk about maybe Jason Garrett. Uh, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit more, wrap up from there. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good. So let's take a break. Some of every breath you take, <laughs> every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Every single day. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Every word you Unbelievable. Say. I'm gonna kill him. Every game you play. Every night you stay. I'll be watching you. Oh, can't you see? That's nice. You belong to me. A player on the Giants touched my butt. All right, we're back. Oh my God, I think I'm gonna kill you. Oh man, that was a uh, that was that was Nikki Snacks performing the police. Yeah, yeah. I listen. I'm a great singer, so <laughs> that was nice, no doubt. Maybe okay. All right, fine. I'm not a great singer, but I'm a great entertainer. How about that? No, I think you're both. Uh, don't don't put yourself down like that. Oh, thank God. Okay. I, was, I thought I was the only one who thought I was a terrific singer. Don't you dare. Don't you dare put yourself down yeah. like that. I, I refuse that yeah. to happen on this show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. 
David, if you had to rate that performance on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it? Am I am I rating the performance or am I rating the singing? Because they are different. Let's let's do both. Uh, performance, I'd give a nine. You really heard. I think you really heard some of the passion and pain in this Ooh. voice. Um, <laughs> passion and pain. Um, <laughs> then I would say, as far as the singing went, I'd give that a six. So it's above average. Five. So we ran. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we rounded out at a at a nice little. Uh, uh, math's tough. Seven? No, mm. seven, and seven and a half. half. Yeah, we rounded out seven and a half. That's a seventy-five. That's basically my entire college career. That's fine with me. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll take it. If I got if I got your guys' support, I'll take Beautiful. it. I don't know how you hit that. Uh, I don't know how you hit that note though. That was something. Like really, it sounded. It, re- it resembled Sting. It's just being a professional, bro. That's you know. It's, That's all the. Vo- it's, it's the vocal training. Being a professional. That's it, right? Exactly. You know. You know what it takes to train these vocals. I'm sorry, Benny. I got to shut the door on you. It takes a lot, a lot to train this voice. Okay, and I go through the rigorous workouts of doing it, and I, I succeed, and it 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 shows in in little snippets like that. How many takes did it take to get the final product that was that? You can even ask Max this. I swear to God, it took about 35 tries. Mm. <laughs> yeah. For, for a total of how many minutes did you spend trying to get that minute, that minute of that song down? It, it took upwards of an hour. Mm. For well, a minute. That's also yeah. a big part of it, Ben. Your voice was tired. It's You've true. been going for a long this time. You know, ask anybody if, if 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 you try to sing for an hour straight in a concert, my man, even you know Barbara Streisand would have a tough time. Wow. Yeah. No, it's it's a really good point. Even the greats, even the greats struggle with that, and and you know I suck them to it. But but it is what it is. Um, I'm probably gonna be hitting karaoke next weekend, so see how that goes. You should definitely go uh, karaoke with karaoke uh karaoke karaokeing. With this guy, no holds bad. He he took oh me in the low God. post and won, but I think we had on the varsity. Now that's a guy I would love to hear sing. You know that is that is such an underrated an underrated thing that I hate about that man. We're the New York Giants. We play in New Jersey, and our general manager has the thickest Boston accent I've ever heard in my life. Eli and I had an honest conversation. Oh that's not bad. D- uh, thank you, David. How was that? Is it getting better? Oh. No, it got to like a certain level and it just kind of peaked. I think you stopped working on it. I did. It's been a while because, you know, talking Giants is a what is staggering my, my creative Uh-oh. mind. So, Hey, basically Odell said that to Josina Anderson and everyone lost their mind. So I think I, I think that's going to – we're going we're gonna to need to make that a big thing that you just said that. I'm going to blow this up on no. Twitter. Let's never talk about Josina Anderson, that dumb bitch. Oh Whoa. boy! Oh, yeah, I hate. Her. I we hate, just, we I just, we just lost like all ten of our female listeners. Sorry, ladies. Ten? That's a lot. Yeah, I think it's less than that. It's probably <laughs> less than that. I know Kelly Fisher's listening. Hi, Kelly Fisher. Hi. You know Kelly Fisher? Yeah, I know Kelly Fisher. Yeah, she she's in my she's in my live streams all the time. She's wonderful. She she really likes you too. I think one of the first questions that she asked is what what's uh what's uh what's happening with David now that you're going over to talking giants. Him. Um she always asked when when I during my live stream the other night, she asked what's gonna be happening to Bleeding Blue and I kinda shared. So this so this is a great transition. Great nice podcast. Um great segue. Great segue. Snacks 
Snacks or David, do you want to share what the new kind of vision is for Bleeding Blue and or maybe yourselves if you want to go into that? You choose how you want to frame this to the public. Snacks, I'll let you start. Um, I was going to let oh, you start, shit. but you know what? You, you kind of got me. You, you beat me. That's... That's on me. Um, well, I don't. I don't want to give give too many, too much details away. As you know, things are still being finalized and and details are still being hammered out. But um, you know, I I would say in a nutshell that 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 big things are coming. Things are coming, <laughs> and they're going to be good things. They're going to be fun things. Um, things. Things. That's the key word. The key takeaway here is things. And they're coming, and they're coming soon to a headphone near you. Oh, that was great. Sorry. <laughs> nailed it. Um, I, I got to give myself credit for that last line. Here, I'll put this to the two of you. Do you guys think it would be fair if I said that in the future, I don't know how near, but in the future, people will be able to consistently hear combinations of the three of us together talking about the giants. Is that fair enough, Justin? I, I I don't know. Justin, Justin, I think, I think that's very, I think that's very fair. Uh, I think you can, Ah! I think you can either hear the three of us on this show. You can possibly hear on maybe possibly another show. So uh, just stay tuned for that. But in, let's yeah, let's let's talk let's talk very specifically about bleeding blue because we actually have that figured out. Yes. Yes. Let's bleeding blue. I I kind of want to turn bleeding blue into a spoken blog. Now, what I mean by that is, you know how people usually have blogs and they're able to express themselves and they're able to do kind of what they want, write about what they want, and doesn't really matter how many people listen to it. doesn't really matter about X, Y, Z. People are just writing and they're just expressing themselves in a particular way. I would like to use Bleeding Blue as this as this avenue to, number one, get a bunch of people on the show, get a bunch of people different on the show. Um, we, we did that anyway with Bleeding Blue. I thought we were pretty good with that, with getting a lot of different voices on the show. I mean, how many times have we had, you know, this is our third time having snacks on. This is, uh, we've had Talking Giants on a couple times. I've interviewed John Boy. We've interviewed Dan Schneier. We've interviewed Drew Casey, who was a, who works for the Yankees. Um, I'm trying to think if we're forgetting anybody else. We obviously would have, uh, this Glenn, Glenn Warsiski of NYG Underground we, we had on. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have him on again this offseason. Yeah, yeah. So we always did a good job of incorporating many different voices to the show. But basically now what I want to turn Bleeding Blue to is we're not going to be doing the everyday kind of news and every week kind of news of the Giants because I'm going to be I'm going over to talk to Giants. We have our own episodes twice a week. Um, so that's not what Bleeding Blue is going to be. What Bleeding Blue is going to be is basically I want to make it something that's really fun. Um, we're going to be doing two different things, two different ideas that are set in stone right now. We're going to be watching previous games and we're going to be basically talking about those games just like we would talk about any game during the regular season, the 2019 regular season. So we're going to take a game from 2011, let's just say, 2011, the year that the Giants won the Super Bowl. We're going to watch it, Snacks, David, or whether it's just me and Snacks or me and David, depending on everybody's schedules, I would like to have the three of us on. And we have a, an episode just like we would have if the game happened yesterday. 
We give out our game balls. We give out our giant shitheads of the week. And then we can also tell funny stories about, you know, oh, I remember being here. I was actually at this game. I remember th- I remember feeling this way. I was I was in this part of my life. Oh, it's really fun to look back because like next because like snacks said earlier in the show, um, he wants to, you know, you want to relive winning football because this football team is kind of miserable to watch. So that's one that's one plan. And let me let, I'm gonna, let me stop you. Let, let me stop you there. So I think what be real, what's going to be really fun. A very about great plan is I just see a lot. I, you know, you think back to some like the really, really like crazy games that this team has has experienced over the last, say, 15 years. And I just think it's going to be a lot of fun to see where those conversations lead, you know, like because I feel like the three of us can watch any game. And we know this from from just doing uh, regular episodes throughout this season. Like you can see the exact same play and you can and three people can look at it totally differently. Um, so I think it would be really it's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, people's takes on specific plays and memories of certain plays. And I just think it, the, the conversations will be able to go in a lot of different, very interesting um, directions. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It's it's always fun looking, watching back, you know, watching games, even games I lost. I think, it, for instance, yeah. like a game that I'd be excited to look at is the um, I, I want to say it was 20. Ooh, 2015 maybe the Saints Saints Giants game where it was like 52 to 45. Oh, like I, that was some game. I think that game would be a lot of fun to look at. So it's like a lot of games in my mind I just have that I think would be a lot of fun to look back on, even losses because I think some of them are yep. fun to fun to talk about. The the losses build character. That's for absolutely sure. and, um, David. I th- I think you put that perfectly, and I am so looking forward to it. I think I started a notes section in my phone. Or a, a new notes that I started writing down games that I want to rewatch. Um, and Justin, I know we talked about like the best game ever was that we saw was the, the Patriots Giants 2007 game. week 17. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. That was like that game propelled us to the Super Bowl. And to rewatch that and go Dominic Hicks and return the kick. And I remember being in a hotel room. I'm not going to get into it too much, but it was just <laughs> an all world wait, wait, game. So wait. I. I, I I'm about to like I'm about to like do do it all now, but yep, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait. Do Viagra too? Shut up. And I think, I think also, and and, and Justin and and Nick and Snacks, I haven't really brought this up to you guys, but I, I imagine we're all probably all thinking it too. You know, there are X amount of games and specific games that we want to rewatch, but I think it'd be really fun to open it up to you know, to Absolutely. the listeners and say, you know, what games do you want us to watch? What games do you remember? Do you want us, and we can do, we could even, you know, continue incorporating, um, you know, voicemails. We could have people call in and talk about, that's a great idea. I didn't think about, um, that. their specific memories from games and stuff like that. I, th- I think it'd be a lot of fun because, because, you know, we all, anybody who is following this podcast and, and following, you know, most giants podcasts out there have watched every game. So, I would be really interested to, to see games I totally forgot about. I just remembered one game um, from a season that I think we'd all like to forget because of, you know, because I think we look at it from, from a perspective of what could have been is the, the, the 20, the, the 2008 Giants when uh, the week 17 game against the Panthers where the Giants clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yes. Um, I believe it was Derek Ward. It was, yeah, it was Derek Ward. Who had like 220 rushing yards and and they overtime. won the game in overtime or down the stretch. I don't remember which. And I, I was had to go back game. and watch it, but like that was just that was just a fun game. So just Amen. so many opportunities I, I for it. So for I think it. I really think that can. would be fantastic. So let's like kind of do that ASAP. 
Yeah, I didn't think about I didn't think about the voicemail thing. Uh, I didn't think that's a that's a great idea. I also can uh, include a uh, Bob Papa calls and Bob Papa Love drops that. on the soundboard too. So that's one idea. That's I one will. idea. The second idea. Now this is the idea that I'm looking more forward more towards, uh, if to to say that correctly. Um, I've recently read two different books on the 2007 season. And I just bought three more, uh, three more. And then those books are going to be going back even further. So if you know John Boy and Jake and you know John Boy Media, uh, they have a podcast called Laughs from the Past. And what happens in that podcast is John Boy, he was a history major in college. He reads a book. He reads a story about something that happened in history. And basically, John Boy retells the story. And Jake, who is, is not very in tuned with history, so then he is reacting to that story. John Boyd retells a story. Jake reacts to it. They have a funny conversation about it. So basically, I kind of want to take that format of a podcast that laughs from the past format, and I want to read a book. I want to take a bunch of notes on it. I want to get some like backdoor stories about the team, backdoor stories about the Giants, and then have Snacks, David, whoever on, whoever wants to talk about this with me. Glenn Warsiski would be such a fun person to have a conversation with, by the way. Like, like, especially that book, America's Game. You know how I said pre-show that I don't want to give out specific books that I'm going to be reading? Remember how I said that? And what am I doing now? But Glenn Moore 60 is the one that recommended that I that I pick up America's Game. Um, so I think he I, if he read that, I would love to have him on so we can both talk about it. And, and it'd, it'd be basically like a, like a book club if both people have read the book. But especially like I could tell stories about the 2007 Super Bowl team and things that I picked up, backdoor things that you guys may not know or that the public may not know of, but because I read this book and then we all react to it together and we all talk about it and we all reminisce. Um, so that's the second idea that I have about Bleeding Blue. Now, this is not going to be very frequent. I can't put a promise to a schedule at, in terms of when this is all going to be happening. Uh, I am not. Uh, taking podcasting full time, uh, at least not yet. That probably won't happen maybe for a few years. Uh, that certainly is maybe a goal that I do have. And if that does happen a couple years down the line, then sure, I can definitely do that more often. But I cannot make any promises. However, I have read two books already. And all I need to do now is just sit down, take the notes. Um, and then we need to find a weekend like this where we have a three day weekend and uh, we'll be able to do it. So what do we what do we think about Bang that? the piss out of it. I love it. I really do. And the more we talk about it, the more I get excited. So let's just stop talking about it. Let's just stop talking about it. Honestly, two great ideas. And um, for what your vision of this podcast is moving forward, I think that's that's brilliant. So I'm all in. I can't wait. David, any other thought? Any other thoughts? Not nothing really specific. I, I I love both the ideas, and I think, like I said, I think both will lead to really um, interesting uh, conversation, different conversations, and and I think it's something that for the Giants at least, there's really nobody doing out, n- nobody's doing those kinds of things. No, um, not at all. On this a consistent is, basis. This is like pioneer shit. So, I, I think bleeding blue is as the as you know the year goes on. I think um, it'll be a very fluid fluid podcast. Yeah, it'll be it'll be taking some different turns and we're we'll, we're constantly looking to change it. So absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, do you two want to talk Jason Garrett for like two minutes and then we'll and then we'll wrap up? Well, one, he's not the head coach. So I think we can all agree that that is just the best news possible. So 
Um, very happy about that. Um, I don't know. The listeners probably don't know what I look like, but I have a pretty easy Halloween costume mm. now. So that's really great. You ever think of that? <laughs> Did you think of that? I, I have not thought of that until this until this very moment. Until this very moment. Can you moment. post a video of your best Jason Garrett impression, which is basically just you with a certain facial expression on clapping? There you go. Yeah, I can absolutely do that. But no, in all seriousness, I actually I like the hire. Um, I was there was probably a few other guys I may have liked more, um, including like Jay Gruden. But but Garrett is is here. He's just he's just focusing on the offense. He's not running the team, which is just a win in itself. I like that he has head coaching experience, albeit being a miserable incompetent coach. He's still he still brings Joe Judge that. That fallback, that guy you could fall back on. Um, creatively, I don't, I don't know. He hasn't called plays in in like six or seven years. No, it's so, been a, since twenty uh, twelve. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, what he has up his sleeve, we don't know, um, but we're gonna find out. The Giants have been killed by Dallas Cowboy tight net tight ends for years. Well, I guess every tight end, but I'm excited to see his work with the tight ends. I think that has a lot of potential there. Um, and he's got he's got the most important job right now in in the building, and that's developing Daniel Jones. And I think what he did with with Romo when he first came in as offense coordinator, um, I believe it was 07, and and seeing how Romo took off and making Dak Dak Prescott look like a competent quarterback, you can't not give him credit for those two things. So to say I'm excited would probably be a stretch, but I I am happy. I'm happy with the hire. I echo all of that, um, and I don't think there's there's not too many different things you can talk about, yeah. Uh, when it comes to this hire, just because you know we're very Giants fans are are very aware of Jason Garrett's um, struggles as mm-hmm. a head coach. We're we're very we're very aware of the fact that he has no doubt held that team back for whatever reason. He has held that team back. Um, but at the same time, the Cowboys sure as hell did beat the Giants a lot. Yes, they did. And they did they've won they've won a lot of football games. So I think just like Snack said, I'm not I, I wouldn't say I'm excited. Uh the one thing that, that Snacks you didn't hit on, which I think is is extremely important, if you look at the, the, the coaching staff that Joe Judge has put together, you got somebody in the building with head coach experience. You got somebody in the building. Now, whether or not we like that head coach experience is a different story, but he has the experience one way or another. Um, he, he, you know, he's been a coach for a long time in different roles. I, I, I think from that perspective, I especially like the hire just because I was, I, I had been getting a little concerned about the fact that there's nobody on this staff that has any coaching experience above what Joe judge has had. Right. Um, and I think that I think that's invaluable. So I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I I like the hire. I think for an offense that certainly has weapons, um, I'm excited to see what what Garrett can Garrett can put together, and I'm excited to see how he develops Daniel Jones because right now that is priority number one. Yeah, that is priority one, two, three, four, five. That that is the priority, and yep. I, and I think Garrett, I think Garrett, I think the head coaching, and I think the coaching staff understands that. Yep, and I think that has a, probably a big part, a, a large portion to do with who they hired was who do they believe is going to be able to um, develop Daniel Jones into what I think we all believe he can be. 
Well, it looks like we're uh, we're in agreement on on just about everything. So uh, we will see beautiful. how it plays out. And that's that is a beautiful thing. I have a feeling that um, in the future there's going to be a lot of things we aren't in agreement on. So, <laughs> but for but for today, for for today, yeah, because it, this is all just just a huge wait and see. It still is. I mean, basically everything it everything is. in this off season that has happened this off season, including the judge hire. It still is just a huge wait and see because so much is dependent on if the Giants can get another tackle in here, possibly two tackles in here. I don't think Nate Solder's going anywhere. So it, there, there's a debate going on. Can Nate Solder move from the left side to the right side? Some people are saying no because it's like switching how you're writing. You're, it's like switching your primary uh, handwriting hand. Um, there's so much that's just in the air. And I think so much is dependent, at least with Jason Garrett, so much dependent on the offensive line really is truly is a wait and see because how how many years of talent have the Dallas Cowboys had on that offensive line I'm looking at basically since 2014 where they had a group of Tyrone Smith um, Travis Frederick at center Zach Martin at right guard Doug Free at right tackle I forget who the left guard is but all of those guys Doug Free was the oldest guy in that offensive line at 30 years old and he was probably the worst lineman but he was but he was still a good right tackle like Tyrone Smith was 24, which is bananas. Like the fact that he is still that young, crazy, crazy. I mean, Tyrone Smith is only 30 years old. I feel like he's been around for fucking 10 years. Um, still so much just to wait and see. Yeah, and it's going to be it's gonna be a fun offseason with the draft and 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 free agency to see how they kind of plug some holes. Um, but wait and see. It's a perfect way to describe it. I'm content with a wait and see. Do we have anything else? that we want to touch on any kind of final thoughts as we move forward with our lives and we move forward with the new vision for bleeding blue, anything else, final words. Um, I think we kind of covered it all. Uh, I don't, I don't have anything off the top of my head that would, that would conclude any of my original thoughts and, and, um, and saying, so David, I don't know. You got anything? I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for yeah. the, the direction we're going. I'm excited for, I, I think, the ability to have, I don't want to say that we, that Justin, you and I haven't had fun recording. We definitely have, but I'm excited to take this podcast in a direction that allows us to be a little bit more creative and a little bit more, um, maybe a little less quote unquote analytical and a little formal. more just fans, fans. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say yeah. informal, you know, just, just a little bit more, um, talking about the team that we love and talking about the team that we love teams from the past that we've loved. And I think it's going to be fun. And I, and I hope, you know, for as many people out there who, who is, who have really appreciated the work that we've done covering the team week to week, I I hope those same people will enjoy looking back on previous teams and, and, and just different ideas that we have. I hope that they enjoy listening to us do all of that just as much. Yeah, David, one of my favorite quotes from the season that you had to me is, Justin, uh, your voice reminds me of misery. Yep. <laughs> and it, it, yep. it was it still it was, does. It, oh, wow. Sheesh. Um, it, it was miserable. I, and, <laughs> and that's that isn't just for for me and David covering a losing football team. That's for everybody that does this week to week to week. Um, you know, every single podcaster, every single, I guarantee even the fucking, uh, I mean, beat reporters, it's their job. So they have to show up no matter what. And I guess let's not put any sympathy on those fucking beat reporters. Um, especially recently, why the fuck did no one break that Freddie Roach was, was just okay. Bye. He's going back to Ole Miss. Why did we find that out from the Ole Miss official page and not from a beat reporter that had anything 
because they were trying to figure out if we were going to hire Jason Garrett. Yeah. And they didn't even do a good job at that either. And Will, uh, Will, NYG Daily's love child found that out for us. God damn it. First of all, also, also, it doesn't take it doesn't take somebody to have a brain to put together Jason Garrett and the Giants. D- doesn't take doesn't yeah. take your buddy Joe down like, the street who has a source inside the organization. Does not take that. Literally, Ian Rappaport in the middle of the season. David, how many times have we talked about this on this podcast about that re- that report? And everybody thought it was bullshit just because Ian Rapp. Oh, Ian Rappaport got the Antonio uh, Antonio Brown news wrong. He's going to get this wrong. No. Fucking yeah, no, I, I just think that that broke, that news broke. Well, I mean, it broke years ago, the Giants' interest mm-hmm. in Jason Garrett. But but for this year, that news broke the week of the Chicago Bear game because I remember I was in Chicago for it, and I woke up in my hotel room, and that was the first thing I saw, and I very nearly vomited. And why did you just somehow know? You you knew that somehow that Jason Garrett was going to wind up on this Giants' yeah, this Giants. And, but, I, but I think all, the, all being, you know, all, all being said, I do think – that when I saw that news for the first time, if you fast forward a couple of months and you told me he will be on the Giants staff, but he'll be on the Giants staff under a new head coach as an offensive coordinator, I'd be a lot happier. Right. But my so overall point right. this was the this is the best case scenario. My overall point is that it Correct. doesn't take your buddy Joe, who's a source inside the organization, to break the Jason Garrett news about the Giants. Like don't like I and you're yes pisses me off. Correct. And your point to your point is these reporters need to be better. Yeah. So, so and my absolutely. point is sympathy beat reporters blah, blah blah that's their job they get paid to do it. But especially for the people that don't get paid to cover the team week to week to week because they're doing it because they love it like David and I like like you know talking giants is a, you know D- Danny and Bobby like they did it. I mean they we were all miserable <laughs> cuz it's a lot of work and you're not enjoying talking about what you're talking about but again very similar to, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, you're doing it for the community. You're doing it because you want to build a community of fans and you're doing it because you bleed blue. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly why you're doing it. So, uh, fellas, if there's nothing else that you want to talk about, nothing else you want to touch on, that's going to be it. Um, keep on bleeding blue. We make no promises the next time you're going to hear from us, but hopefully you do hear from us relatively soon. Keep on bleeding blue and David. Stay beautiful, everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> Every breath you take you unbelievable. Every move you make. Every bond you break. <sighs> Every step you take. I'll be watching you. Every single, single day. day. Every word oh you say. Every game you play, every night you stay, I'll, I'll be, be watching, watching you. Yeah, real piece oh, of can't you see? You belong, belong to, to me. me. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Don't know what he says there. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't either. I didn't either. That's why it took me an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well.